Hello and welcome to another episode. My name is Richard Arsenault and I'll be your host for this podcast. Today I'm sitting here with Ted Carr. How's it going, buddy? It's going great, man. Thanks for bringing me on the show. Awesome, awesome. So um, let's just start and let you give us a quick introduction. Um, where you're born, your age, and whatnot. Just sure, sure, sure. So I am uh, 29 years old, and I'm from Vancouver, British Columbia. What's uh, what's taking most what's taking most of your time up there? What are you working on? What what, what do I spend most of my time on? I spend <laughs> most of my time on uh, on YouTube, on Instagram, and putting together Canada Vegan Fest, as well as putting together some online training. Uh, teaching people how to make a living online with with veganism. Nice, awesome. So, let's get right into it. When did you adopt a plant-based lifestyle? Uh, a decade ago, when I was about 19. Okay, cool. What made you co-plant-based, and were there any doubts? Yeah, good question. So, I watched, uh, I was in a really dark place in college, like I was 18, 18 and a half years old, and I was like absolutely hating my life, and uh, I was just in a really dark place, doing a lot of drugs, going to college stoned, coming home, doing more drugs, eating really terribly, not getting much sleep, like living on caffeine, that sort of thing, Um, and as a result of being in such a dark place, I was going on the computer and like watching a lot of dark stuff, a lot of dark documentaries and dark footage, like stuff like people dying and getting killed and stuff and there was this one documentary called faces of death and it showed how a bunch of different people and and animals got killed or murdered whatever like whether it's like a tiger it's attacking a zebra or you know a crocodile eating like a tour guide or you know, <laughs> uh, someone getting in someone getting electrocuted in an electrical chair like i watched all that stuff and then i was like wow it's really crazy it's really crazy and it was like really intriguing for me to see that for some reason um but then they showed footage of a slaughterhouse, and it showed how um, farm animals got treated and killed, like chickens, cows, pigs, um, you know, things like that. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, that's not right. That's mm-hmm. not cool. You, like, you can't do that. Like, that's not, that's not cool. That's not good. That's fucking terrible. I felt so bad. I felt so sad for the animals. I still felt so angry at those farmers. I'll never forget seeing that footage seeing how they would just kick the chickens and you know and stab the cows and stuff and slit their throats and i felt so sad i felt so sick to my stomach when i saw that and to the day i still feel sick just thinking about it um but at that time i was eating tons of meat and i was like anti-vegan anti-vegetarian i was the kind of guy i'd be like yo for every animal you don't eat i'll eat five and i actually remember posting that in my blog i had a blog on on this website called nixopia mm-hmm. and i remember posting about being anti-vegetarian anti-vegan you know, and then I saw that and uh, I was like, okay, I need to quickly, I don't know why, but I felt like I quickly needed to Google like famous vegetarians yeah. to justify a move to be vegetarian. So I Googled famous vegetarians, came up with a big list of all these vegetarians. And um, I was like, wow, okay, if it's good enough for, you know, Pamela Anderson, it's <laughs> probably good enough for me too. If it's good enough for all these, you know, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, if it's good enough for them, you know, it must be good enough for me too. So I became vegetarian and then immediately felt way better, just like felt cleaner, felt more, you know, ethically sound. I felt great. And then after, you know, do a bit of research into vegetarianism, you quickly find out there's something called veganism. And I didn't know what that was. I didn't have a clue what that was. Um, 
but then as soon as I kind of heard about it and heard that it was better than being vegetarian, I did the same thing. I Googled it. I was like, okay, famous vegans. And I came up with this big list of these famous vegans. I was like, okay, well, I mean, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. <laughs> so I went vegan. And then after more research into veganism, you know, I found Boat Raw Foods and, and uh, yeah, one went from there. Nice, nice. So would you say you initially went plant-based for health? environment or would it be ethical no, no, reasons no 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 it was it was 100 because the animals i saw yeah. that footage i didn't know that i didn't know it was healthier i thought maybe it was even going to be like not as healthy but at least it would be good for the animals mm-hmm. it was nothing to do with my health but as soon as i went vegetarian went, went vegan i felt better i was like wow i actually feel healthier maybe there's something to this mm-hmm. and then it just became super obvious like once i saw the science once i saw the data um once i saw the research you know <laughs> reading um t colin campbell's China study, like it just made it super obvious. Like if I eat this way, I'm gonna be healthy for life. So that was just that's just a bonus, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, what did you eat mostly, like before that, beforehand, before going plant based? Dude, I was living on McDonald's. I was living on fast food. I honestly, I had a budget, and so I was going to the dollar store and buying a lot of my food from the dollar store. Like I load up on Gatorade. I load up on like no name like canned soup. I load up on like sardines. Like mm-hmm. I load up on like you know prepackaged noodles. I load up on those cheese sticks. You know those, mm-hmm. those little peeled yeah. cheese stick Dunkaroos, Oreos. Like uh, I mean Oreos are vegan, but yeah, like nachos. <laughs> everything terrible, man. Everything terrible. Um. Like all the whey protein powder, all that stuff. For sure. So, um, after making that change, did you see or feel any um, changes, like uh, physically, mentally? Like, how did it make you feel? Yeah, I just felt ethically. I felt like what I was doing was morally right. I felt. Uh, I felt like I was doing the right thing. It just felt really good for my conscious, and it was like the first real decision I ever made for myself in my life becoming vegetarian, becoming vegan. And like, once I made that decision to like make a big decision for myself, like nobody told me to go vegan. Nobody like, up until that point, everything I ever did, everything I ever was, was because someone told me to do it. Like, like, you should go to school. I was like, okay, I'll go to school. Like, you should um, wear clothing. I'm like, okay, I'll wear clothing. You should um, join sports. Okay, I'll join sports. You should, you know, kiss that girl. Okay, I'll kiss that girl. Like, everything I'd ever done was like, someone like told me to do it you know and being vegetarian it was like a decision i made on my own strictly based on what i saw other like strictly based on how i saw animals being treated i saw that there were people being vegetarian Uh, but no one ever said you should be vegetarian no you should be vegan i never had that so it's my decision and that's so powerful because once you make one decision like that for your life for yourself and a lot of people don't make any decisions for themselves. They go, th- up, they go through their whole life and they die without making a single decision for themselves. Um, but once I made that decision, it felt so empowering. I was like, okay, what else can I decide to do in life? What else can I change? And so, like, a couple of weeks later, I, I decided to drop out of college and really pursue my dream life of health, fitness, and adventure. Uh, and then once I did that, holy smokes, that's when life really began. Yeah. That's when, like, who I am now started. That's when, like, the the first chapter of, of who I am um, really begun. Nice, nice. Cool. So how did your, like, your friends and family, how did they get affected by uh, you making that switch? Uh, 
man, they, uh, my mom was really worried. Everyone, everyone has a different reaction. My mom was really worried. She, she would like print out things on the computer, like to help me get enough protein, like list of like all these different protein rich <laughs> foods. And she'd like, she wouldn't buy me any food, but she'd buy me protein powder, making sure I was getting enough protein. Like, <laughs> she was really worried about not getting enough protein. Um, and, uh, I mean, she, she accommodated though. She's like switched all the recipes to being meatless. Um, and so she was really accommodating and she, she became plant-based quickly thereafter as well as a result. And then, nice. uh, my sister, um, you know, she didn't really change initially, but once, once I started reading a lot of books about it, I started like leaving books around the house and mm-hmm. I left this one book out and I think I like left the chapter out on like dairy and why dairy sucks. And she picked that book up and read that. And as soon as she read a chapter on why dairy sucks, she quit dairy, immediately felt a lot better, and then became, you know, vegetarian, vegan right away after that, too. And now she runs, like, Kelowna, Kelowna, BC. She runs, like, Kelowna's, like, biggest food truck, Renegade Health Kitchen. Nice. Um, I've seen that, yeah. She's, like, hard, hardcore vegan now, yeah. Um, That's awesome. And then my dad, uh, he just kind of acted like nothing changed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like nothing's happening. He just pretended he, pretend he didn't see it. You know, didn't find out. <laughs> Um, and just kept living, living how he's living. But then I remember one day he came home and he was really hungry and he went through the cupboards, went through the fridge and he like got really angry and yelled and he's like, there's no fucking food in the house. And I was like, dad, this house is full of food. Like, none of it, any animal products in it. Like there's no, no animal body parts in it, but there's lots of food. And he's just like, oh, this is just ridiculous. And so he like stormed out of the house and got some like pizza or something. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's. He's still eating meat and stuff. He doesn't really care about that. I asked him the other day, actually, a couple of days ago, I went to his house, and I was like, hey, because he was having dinner. I was like, oh, what's for dinner? And he told me, and then I was like, hey, do you ever have, um, do you ever have plant-based dinners, or do you always have animals in them? Do you always have meat? And he's like, well, he's like, I always have meat. He's like, but the animals I eat are plant-based. <laughs> Shit. So that's what he just he's like I let the animal be that way uh, right on right on well it's good though it's always good to have some sort of support at least anyways so many people are just stuck with you know parents at least or friends that are just very against it so it makes it yeah, a bit harder absolutely. for some people but, for sure uh, that would suck so what would you say is the one thing that keeps you in this lifestyle other people who are doing it, mm-hmm. like humans, uh, blood people don't like to admit this, and and they're unable to see it. Perhaps um, they're unable to see just how much social, just how much of a social creature the human being is. Like h- humans, we do what other people do um, to such a crazy extent that like there was like a there was like a research study done an experiment done there's been several there's been several that are like this but basically like they like back in the holocaust days they took um people who were um they, they took germans who were like pro-jew like they, they took these germans who like didn't want the jews to die they were like protesting for the jews or saying mm-hmm. like, no keep the jews alive don't kill them like we're pro-jew like how dare you kill them whatever blah, blah, blah. and they took them and they um put them in these groups where they were somehow influenced to then um, start killing the Jews. And even people, and so, and so like these kids watch their parents who were once like a day ago, like pro Jew now killing Jews. 
Hmm. And it's like, how could they change? How could they go from being like pro-Jew to anti-Jew? It's just like the influence that that uh, the other German Nazis had on them. Um, yeah. And and there was this other, there was like the prison study where they took um they took just like regular people like you and me, and they put them in this experiment. It was like a it was supposed to be like a thirty day experiment, but they had to end it after a couple of weeks or like after a week. But they took like thirty people, and they said, okay, you fifteen people are going to act like prisoners, and you fifteen people are going to act like prison guards. And that's it. And then the prisoners, you stay in your cages or whatever, and the prison guards, you just, you know, you exert power, you can exert control. Mm-hmm. And they had to end the study after a week because things got so violent. Like the prison guards finally, oh, they had this power, and then they, like their identity changed, and then the prisoners actually felt like prisoners. They felt like, oh my God. Like they, 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 these people were just influenced to become um, something else. Mm-hmm. And so. Like the reason I became vegetarian is because I was influenced to become vegetarian. I was, I, you know, my identity shifted. I made the decision, sure, but I was heavily influenced based on the animal footage of slaughterhouse I saw, and then based on the, the celebrities who were, you know, vegetarian. I was influenced for sure. Yeah. Um, so the reason I'm still vegetarian, vegan today is because I'm, I'm still like we all are. We're all heavily influenced by the people that we hang around with. Mm-hmm. Um, all my friends in Hawaii, I think maybe except one or two. I think one or two maybe because they're just like together, boyfriend, girlfriend. But pretty much all my vegan friends in Hawaii went back to eating meat like this past year. Yeah. And then we had like 15, 16 friends in that circle. And like I had left like maybe like six months before it all happened or a year before it all happened. But mm-hmm. up until that point, everyone was vegan. Everyone was raw vegan. Everyone was like pro-fruit and, and like anti-animal um, abuse. And then one by one, they just started becoming meat eaters. Wow. And now they're all meat eaters except a couple of them. So it's just like the circle of influence you hang around, the people you the people uh, that you consume on the internet, the books you read, the articles you read, and your own worries, your own thoughts in your head, you know, they lead you to take certain actions. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think a lot a big reason too why I'm vegan is I don't give the, my diet credit for how healthy I am. Mm-hmm. Like I give my diet just as much credit for how healthy I am as much as I give the air I breathe credit. As much as I give this, the amount of the quality of sleep I get, the amount, the amount of credit I give, like the thoughts I think. Mm-hmm. I think the thoughts I think are more important than the diet I eat, really. Um, my sleep is, is more important. You know, like I can go 40 days without food, dude. I can't go more than you know, 11 days without sleep. Yeah. You know, um, this, my sleep is more important than food. And so people, they, they have these health issues. And they're like, oh, it must be the diet. It's like, it's probably your sleep. It's probably mm-hmm. your thoughts. It's probably maybe a lack of a certain supplement. Um, maybe it's probably like the people you're hanging around. could be the, the lack of activity you're doing or the, too much activity or whatever it is. Like, there's just so many other factors. Is what yeah. I'm saying. So many other factors. It's not just diet. Um, and so if my health ever goes awry or I'm not feeling my best, I never think, oh, how could I improve my diet? Because my diet's already the best. Like, I'm already eating the best food. Um, yeah. Even if I wasn't eating the way I'm eating now, even if I was eating at least like standard vegan, even like maybe maybe not junk food vegan, but if I was eating like more like cooked whole food plant based vegan, then even then I wouldn't say, oh, the reason I feel like shit is because of food I'm eating. Like if, if it's chronic, obviously if you eat a meal and you feel like crap, okay, that's probably the food. Yeah. Right? You should learn to recognize that. You should learn to be in tune. Um, but that's why I stay away from stuff like gluten and, and you know soy products and shit like that. Um, that stuff always is always gonna make you feel like crap. But uh, if you're staying away from processed crap like that, and you're eating really clean, um, and you're feeling like crap chronically, like look at your sleep, look at your fitness, look at your thoughts. Like what thoughts are you thinking? How much are you worrying? How much are you stressing? And look at what maybe you're not doing. Maybe you're not doing cold showers. 
<laughs> I was studying cold showers. Holy crap, took my health to the next level. Once I started meditating, bro, my health went to the next level. So maybe not necessarily even what you're doing. It could be what you're not doing. Yeah. It could be what you haven't incorporated. Maybe it's no fat. Maybe you're jacking off too much. Maybe you're masturbating and blowing your load like three times a day. You're watching too much porn. Like there are things that you can do to improve your health. There are a lot of low-hanging fruits, yeah. so to speak. Um, and <laughs> diet is just one spoke of the wheel, man. So yeah man that's why to answer your question that's why i'm still vegan nice yeah so what are your favorite meals and snacks what are you eating lately there what's keeping you going yeah so the way i eat it depends on the seasons and it depends on my goals like if i'm trying to eat if i'm trying to gain more weight if i want to build size mm -hmm. and strength then i'll eat more more calories in general from denser foods like durian avocados, dates, bananas, things like that. So that's what I'm starting to eat now. So I need a lot more denser foods, trying to put on some weight. Uh, I just finished a eight-day water fast. Nice. And so I got down to super, super lightweight, down to like 130 pounds. And now I'm trying to gain some weight up for the winter mm -hmm. and um, get into beast mode here. So eating really, really dense, eating a lot of calories, like like I just, foods I just mentioned, as well as I'll incorporate you know, some hemp seeds, um, some spinach, some lettuce, things like that, mm -hmm. as well as salads. Um, but for the most part, it's the dense foods. And then, um, you know, summer just finished. In summer, dude, I was loading up on everything juicy you can imagine. The watermelons, the peaches, the plums, the nectarines, uh, the apples, the oranges, the papayas, the mangoes. Like, everything that was sweet and juicy, I was, mm -hmm. I was getting it on. Uh, cherries, blueberries, um, you know, raspberries. Everything sweet and juicy I was loading up on. Um, and... Yeah, now, I mean, the food I'm looking forward to now coming into winter is going to be persimmons. I love oh, persimmons. Can't wait. Those are coming. Those oh are coming my God. in. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one fruit that we don't get too often here on the island, but we started getting it last year, I think, and, yeah, it's, that was my first time trying it. Yeah, so what are uh, tips and tricks for people that are interested in trying a plant-based lifestyle? Tips and tricks. Uh, you just on it. Like I said, man, like you just, you have to be influenced. You have to be really inspired mm -hmm. to make it work. Um, it's goes with everything in life. Like you, to make a lot of money, you have to be influenced. You got to be inspired to make a lot of money to get really fit. You have to be influenced. You got to be inspired um, to be a good person. You know, you got to be influenced. You got to be inspired. You got to have good role models. So my number one tip and trick would probably just to be like, Find a bunch of people who are doing it successfully and just study them. Mm -hmm. like just do what they do. Do what they do, you're going to get what they get. Simple as that. So if you like my results, follow me on Instagram, follow me on YouTube, take my advice. Um, if you like my my friend's results, follow them. If you like Chris Kendall's results, follow him, study him. If you like Richard's results, follow Richard. Like, Look at the people who are doing it successfully and just do what they do. That would be my number one tip. Um, and then each of those people, you know, we, we're probably going to have very similar advice. Chris's advice is going to be very similar to my advice and similar to your advice. Like we're all going to have very similar advice. Mm -hmm. um, we might differ here and there. We may differ here and there uh, greatly. Like you might say like, oh, never take a B12 supplement or whatever. And then I might say, no, you might as well take a B12 supplement. Yeah. And then someone else might be like, no, for sure you need to take a B12 supplement. So there's going to be a range of, of opinions here and there with, with the micro. But the macro is going to be the same. For sure. By studying people who are doing it successfully, you're gonna you're gonna become one of them. That's what happens. 
in, in everything I've ever done well, I just started studying the people at the top. And the more I studied them, the more I, I felt like I already was them, I already had the results. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just goes with everything, man. Whether it's like, whether it's you being a student or you being an athlete or you being, you know, a good partner in a relationship or you, you know, making money, like whatever it is, you have to study people who are already doing it and you have to feel like you already have that result. Um, and when it comes to being plant-based, it's no different. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah, there's lots of lots of people out there now. Just uh, you can find them almost anywhere. I imagine in the past, you know, well, we didn't have social media and people weren't um, using internet as as much the way we do now. So now it's easy to find somebody and find the right information too. So, um, so final question: Do you uh, do you see a plant-based world in the future, and how do you think we can make that happen? Yeah, I think this already is a plant-based world, dude. Yeah. I think it already is a plant. I don't. I don't need to say necessarily the future. I think we're already we're already here. Now we're just trying to optimize it and and, and spread it a bit um, a bit further around. Uh, there's areas in the world where it's very concentrated. Areas in the world where it's very sparse. Um, so I think right now it's just trying to really spread the message to all those areas, including the, the sparse areas, and and. You know, it's gonna come from. It's gonna come from. Uh, it's not gonna come from the data. It's not gonna come from like the scientists like proving facts and stuff. It's gonna come from people's stories. Mm-hmm. That's what makes change. It comes from people's stories. It comes from emotions. It comes from like people seeing the footage of a slaughterhouse animal and then feeling that emotion and then wanting to make the change from that emotion. It's not gonna come from someone saying, "Oh, here's a fact. Like vegan save this much water," or "Here's a fact. Like." You know, vegans save this many animals' lives. Like, oh, like facts tell, but stories sell, and you have to sell people on taking action here. Yeah. And the way to sell people on taking action is by putting together like awesome documentaries. Like Game Changers just came out. Yeah. You know, um, Earthlings. Earthlings was a fantastic documentary. Cowspiracy was a fantastic documentary. Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead was an amazing documentary. Like, those documentaries, if people sit through that and they watch that, they're going to be sold. Because it's the emotions, it's the stories in that that sell people on, on transforming them yeah. their lives. So it comes from um, emotional events like, like documentaries or um, coming to a festival, you know, coming to Canada Vegan Festival. Dude, that's going to yeah. – if you're not vegan and you come to Canada Vegan Fest, you're going to leave a vegan. Yeah. Like, like so many people, man, they come to the festival and they're like, hey, I didn't want to come. I wasn't vegan, so I didn't think I belong. But now that I'm here, I'm for sure going to go home and be vegan. <laughs> and it's not just kind of vegan fest, but it's like Woodstock Fruit Fest as well. Like I was sitting down talking with a kid at Woodstock, um, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, my mom made me come. I didn't really want to come, but she made me come. And I'm not even vegan. I'm not even vegetarian. Really, eat some meat here and there. And he's telling me this on like day six of the festival. Day seven of the festival, we were at the closing ceremonies, and then um, the the MC was like, hey, um, we're just gonna do like a. I'm going to pass the mic around, and if you lost anything at the festival, just let us know what you lost, and we'll help you try and find it. So people are saying, like, oh, I lost my keys, I lost my hat, blah, blah, And then they give the mic to this kid who I was talking with a couple days – or the day before. He's like, hey, I lost my desire to eat all animal products. Nice. I lost my desire to consume meat. And it was like, yeah, it was like cheering. <laughs> you know? So it's like that's the shit right there, man. Like, Yeah. That's, the, that's why people um, – that's how people change you know they, they experience some emotional transformative event like that and uh 
that's how it's done. Nice, nice, awesome. So, so what? So really, what the world needs more of, if you want more people to become vegan, you need more inspiring people. You need more inspiring events. You need more inspiring stories um, that that are captured in a way that can be distributed, like Instagram and YouTube and things like this, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, it was great talking to you. Um, I guess before we go, if you want to share where we can find you, what you're doing, if, you know, if you've got some services going on and, you know, where we can find you, basically. Yeah, well, just come, come to uh, come to the Canada Vegan Fest. You can't miss it. Instagram, Canada Vegan Fest. Yeah. Uh, website, CanadaVeganFest.com. I'll see you there. It's going to be freaking awesome. And then... If you want to hit me up personally, my Instagram, you can just hit me up at Ted Carr on Instagram, T-E-D-C-A-R-R. Nice. Awesome. Cool, cool, man. Well, it was nice talking to you. Good to have you on here and uh, hear what you had to say in your whole journey going vegan. So Beautiful. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. All right, cool. Uh, have yourself an awesome day, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. Peace out. <laughs> All right, peace. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes each week. And if you enjoyed it, please leave a review as it will help spread the message. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any more episodes. Till next time, have a wonderful day.